car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. This week we're going to be finishing up our series of five we had five emails, we have five answers, and five more savvy car care consumers who wrote in and asked us. That doesn't count all of you out there listening, and again, we really appreciate you tuning in to us. And to help us out with question number five, of course, it's our own gadget guru, Peter Sudak. He's in the studio with us today, and along with our sponsors, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you're in need of an engine or transmission, you need to ask for Jasper by name. I have it in our shop truck. We put them in our customers' vehicles. With that three-year, 100,000-mile warranty, who can beat that? And the quality, too. So if you're in need of an engine or transmission, remember it's cheaper to replace than it is to replace that vehicle right now. Ask for Jasper by name. And, of course, if you're in need of sneakers, Continental Tires, Continental Tires... I have them on my vehicle, I have them on my mom's vehicle, and you know, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy, and she loves her Continental tires. So please, if you're getting ready to go on that summer vacation, put some Continental tires on there. You won't be disappointed. Great ride. Great quality product. And last but not least, AC Delco Parts. AC Delco Parts. Again, Another high-quality product that I put in my own personal vehicle. You know you can always count on AC Delco parts. You won't be disappointed, just like I'm not. So let's get on with our show. We have a letter from Lewis from Arizona. And Peter, you're going to help me out with this. Yes, I am, Pam. Thanks for having me in again. Lewis from Arizona writes, Dear Pam, why do I have to replace sea boots in every car I've had owned? And it doesn't matter if it's an automatic or a manual transmission, I've had to replace these boots. Well, Peter, you want to start out with, what is a CB boot? Well, basically, it's a uh, rubber cover, covers up the CV joint for the axle that goes into the car. And what it does is it holds the special grease for the joint so the joint can move around and it won't bind up, won't break, or anything like that. Basically, it's like a rubber grease holder. Yeah, it is. It's a glorified grease holder. Yeah. That's right. There's a CV joint, and when you turn the wheel left or right, that joint fluxes. It's got bearings in it in a cage, and that needs to be packed all the time. And the rubber, throughout time, exposure to the elements, the composite of the rubber, and that's why they split open. They actually just rot open. Yeah, and how we find that out is when you're getting your oil changed and you know you do your underneath inspection Mm -hmm. and then up at the front you notice you look at the joints and it's a little shiny then you see some little blobs of grease on the inside of the wheels well yeah you know sometimes it gets to the point it'll actually come out of the outside of some of the fancier rims where there's a bigger opening you'll actually see the grease you'll see this residue this really sticky nasty residue 
like when you're balancing tires and you don't see it. <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god, it. oh yeah, it's like Ghostbusters. Oh, oh been slime. <laughs> oh yes, it's just nasty. How these boots break down? They actually remind you of a bellows. You know how you'd have a bellows for the fireplace up north? Well, this has like accordion style uh, shape to it. Yeah. And where it indents, that's where it rots and splits. Yeah, they're just they're constantly when you're turning, they're flexing, compressing, mm-hmm. flexing, compressing, dealing with the heat. But you yeah. know, not all manufacturers have a problem because they're made of different composites. I can no. think of one domestic manufacturer uh, that I have never replaced a CV which, boot, and I don't care how old that car was. I know which one you're thinking of yeah. too. And you know, it just depends upon the composite. So this is something that when you get your oil changed that they need to be keeping an eye on. It's not something that you could actually look for. You know, unless you're trained for it, but yeah, it's not something that you can just automatically see and like, oh, it's split. I got to get that fixed. Needs a trained eye to spot that one. I'm going to elaborate a little bit more of what a CV joint is. A CV joint actually, there's two of them per axle. And I know we're starting to get into those fancy words, axle, CV joints, oh my. But no, we're going to explain how this works. Um, The CV joint is attached to the front wheel, the drive wheel. We'll just take, for example, a front wheel drive vehicle. It's attached to the front wheel. And there is a long bar that goes to a second CV joint, which is attached to the transmission. These two connections are what, drives the wheel forward. That one CV joint where the transmission's at goes through the bar and it's attached to the front wheel. And when you put the car in drive, reverse, whatever, that's what allows the front wheel to go forward. I think that's a real good explanation. Each wheel has its own axle. Yes, that's correct. Each side, yeah. Yes. And on rear-wheel drive vehicles, some of the European vehicles or the performance vehicles, they also have axles. Yeah, instead of a solid rear end like the older cars do. Mm-hmm. I know CV axles, I should yeah. say, not axles. All the driveline has axles. But so I know my, I'm talking about. I've got a rear-wheel drive car, and I've got CV axles in my car in the back, too, as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like your father's Oldsmobile, is it? No. <laughs> not anymore, <laughs> that solid axle in the no, back. Uh-uh. Which there's no CV or joints or anything like that. It's a solid axle. And you see the punk, and you'll see them on pickup trucks and things like that. And you can see underneath while you're sitting in the car, that's a solid axle. Yeah. And a big truck. But not on the cars anymore. So, you know, when it's time to replace this boot, what do you think, Peter? What's better to replace the boot or the axle? Well, in my experience, based on costs and time and availability, you know, and, and checking on parts and stuff, I'm noticing that in years past, having automotive parts experience before I started working in a garage, um, they had CV boots very readily available, and cost was relatively cheap. Nowadays, I've been trying to find the CV boots out there, and you can't find them anymore. No, it's getting let, pretty rare, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you normally have to go to the dealer if you want CV boots anymore. But the axles nowadays are relatively a lot cheaper. And the labor is actually less to do the axle than it is to do the CV boots. So if I had to throw my two cents in worth, 
I would just replace the whole axle. That way you've got a whole brand new shaft in there. You don't have to worry about one of the one or the other joint going bad. It's just basically one and done and be over and done with it. Overall, I think it would save the customer money. You know, you're. I think you're right. Going with an axle when you have a CV boot that's open. Because people don't realize when that boot's open, that grease, there's residue, like you're talking, that slimy residue, mm -hmm. that's inside in that CV joint itself. And you get dirt and sand and debris up in there. And the person who is replacing the boot, if they're not trained properly, and they don't get all that out, that's like sandpaper on that bearing. Yeah, and plus when the boot's torn and the grease is flung out of there, like Pam was saying, you really don't know the integrity of that joint when you're replacing that boot. So mm -mm. instead of trying to patch it up with a Band-Aid, basically, the axles are cheap enough nowadays. Just put a new axle in and be done with it. And exactly. you won't have to worry about it. It's professionally rebuilt and everything's ready to go. And they're even coming out with brand new ones, too. They're, they're kind of moving away from rebuilding them as well, I've noticed, too. I've seen that, too. And, you know, especially with a car that you'd be turning left or right, and you hear that click, 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 click. That's and right. And that means that bearing is dry. Yep. It's very dry. Ooh, I want to mention one thing. Something that we have seen in the last few years, the little uh, bands that hold the boots onto the joint, on the axle. Yeah, they're not holding as they're well. They're not holding as well, and they'll seep some grease. Yeah. That does not mean you need to get another axle or CV boot. You just need to have it rebanded. Yeah, those are pretty cheap, and it doesn't. You don't have to remove the axle to do them, for the most Min part. Minimal labor. Yeah, that's minimal labor. Ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. The bands are cheap, and just retighten it back on there, clean it up, and you should Way be you good go. to go. Yeah, mm -hmm. technician should know what he's doing. It should have you in and out of there in fifteen minutes tops. Exactly. Now going back to that click, 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 click. And let's face it, guys. You've heard this. Most of you have heard this because you've been in a car, a friend's car, a neighbor's car, or your own car, yep. and you've let it get to the point that all the grease is out of that CV joint and that axle is just crying and clicking if you make a hard left or a hard right turn. Been there, done that. When I had my very first car, the axles were going bad, and I just let it go. and Then, then what happened? Well, Because so I got a story. Well, somebody ended up hitting me and totaling my car, so I didn't have to replace the axles. Jeez. <laughs> you like, know, that's not how I was. That, that's, that's one way to get out of replacing the story. That's one way to re not have to replace the axles, but, you know, and not. Yeah. Don't want to have an accident. But no, you don't want to I do that. That so. wasn't. You didn't get in an accident because of the CV joint, did you? No. Oh, was, okay. Somebody just, just plowed into me, and that, oh, was, that, was, that it. was the end of the car. The but car you, wasn't worth. Wasn't trying fixing. to fix now they told okay. that so <laughs> i didn't have to replace the axles i was pushing out as long as i could but I, well, just... I wasn't waiting to hear that ending but <laughs> i don't think everybody else was either but i'm going to tell you what could happen if you don't address this one of two things and i've seen this first thing that joint gets so dry and the metal fatigues from all the stress from all the friction and the heat that it will actually break i've seen that and it doesn't matter if you're turning you're going straight no matter what you're doing and it breaks and you roll to a stop and that's it folks 
That's where you stay until the tow truck comes and picks you up to get it fixed. And at that point, you could be doing more than just a drive axle. That's true. Could it possibly either if it just depends on which joint is broken, you could be doing something with the hub bearing possibly if the outside or if it's the inside. Hope, pray to God it didn't do any damage to the transmission, transmission at all. Exactly. And, you know, one time I saw one of those uh, axles actually come up and pop the transmission pan on an automatic. Wow. And, yeah, it was a mess. I don't even know how this thing twisted back. But they were just going at a high rate of speed, and, you know, they they're... Must, they must have been. They were just very, very fortunate they didn't do any further damage. And that thing popped back there. I got lucky. Very impressive. Got very lucky. Very lucky. And, you know, the other thing that we have been told, but I've never seen, is that it'll actually lock the wheel up. That's true. It'll basically seize up. And it'll seize it up. Not gonna, it won't break, but you're it'll still going right to be calling the tow truck. So Because you have three other wheels that are going to be going forward or backwards, and that one wheel is locked up, and you're going to have a mess. That's true. It's like putting the brakes on. Yep. You know, this is something really simple that you can take a look at when you get your oil change. Yep. No big deal. That's one of the things they should be looking for. And, and these little horror stories that we told you, this just doesn't happen. This happens over time. So it's not like, you know, you have a CV boot that's starting to go bad, that if you don't do this immediately, you're going to be towing it back in about 5 to 10 miles. It doesn't work like that. No, not at all. It's, it, ta- it takes time, but if you get from the technician being told that you need to address the cv boot it's got a crack in it and starting to sling grease out of there you need to get it addressed way before your next oil change as soon as you can i mean it's not going to break down in the next two hours but you don't want to leave it to chance have a break on you and leave you stranded somewhere exactly and if you're just tuning in welcome to car care for the clueless this is pam oaks your host And we are on question five of five in this series, and we're talking about CV boots, automatic transmissions, manual transmissions, along with our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. He's back in studio with us for the last time this week with this series. And let's get back to the show. So let's talk about manual transmissions and automatic transmissions. They both have CV boots, CV joints, and drive axles. That's correct, yes. And it doesn't matter if it's a front-wheel drive or a rear-wheel drive. They've got them now, except if it's, of course, a truck. Yeah. truck won't have it. But I'm talking about a regular passenger car. And it doesn't matter if it's foreign or domestic. It's got it. Yep. And let's talk about uh, the manual transmission to start with. Okay. We've all had manual transmissions. Yeah, one time or another. There's probably a few people out there that... Don't know how to drive a what call a stick shift, but mm-hmm. most most everybody has, and you know that's how I that's how I learned to drive the family vehicle. So it was easy; I could drive either car after that. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't learn on one; I learned with my great grandfather's car. But I was taught how to drive a stick shift. Yes. Before everything was said and done, I mean it was it was quite prevalent. I mean nowadays, less than fifteen percent of cars out there. Or a manual transmission. Yeah, there's not very many. It's usually the sports cars for the most part, or 
you know, or the smaller, sportier cars might have a stick shift, but I'd say the good high majority are automatics mm-hmm. nowadays. You yes, know. nowadays. You know, real quick, and I'll let you get back to the automatic versus manual here, and we're talking about manual transmissions. One of our customers bought a manual transmission vehicle for her granddaughter, and you know why? Why is that? Well, she knows that having to operate a stick, she's not going to be able to text and drive and talk and drive. <laughs> that's that's pretty that, sneaky. That's pretty smart. I like that. <laughs> that's pretty sneaky on Grandma's part. Got her a really, really nice car, but it's a manual. Yeah, she won't be able to text with that because I know I have a driving a stick shift periodically. I have to answer the phone, and I have a heck of a time trying to even answer my phone, and I've got a real simple phone, so, yeah, she doesn't have a prayer. There's no, no way no. that's happening. She's not going to be doing that. Exactly. That's good. I that's like good, it. Grandma. Good smart mom. Yeah, very good. So, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the manual transmission, which, of course, has drive axles that go into the transmission. Yes, they do. And, basically, the manual transmission, it's got gears in there um and it's got fluid inside they just they call it uh gear oil not like transmission fluid like automatic it's a special thicker weight oil that's Mm -hmm. actually inside the transmission uh because it's basically it's all gears and you know everything's moved with the stick shift either by cable or if it's a rear wheel drive car the stick shift is actually attached to the transmission basically right almost right below your feet, mm-hmm. and it, that's how you shift around there. When you use your clutch pedal to release the... Uh, oh, there's several components. Yeah, there's several components in there as part of the clutch that releases the gears and engages the gears when you're shifting either up or down. But you're um, doing it. Right, but you're doing it. You know, one good thing to point out here is that you don't service these until it's time to replace the Actual clutch components, the disc, the bearing, the plate, and yeah, resurface the flywheel or replace that's one it. Good, that's one good thing about a manual trans. I, I had a car way back when, just real quick, and I didn't have to touch I didn't have to touch the fluid at all. No. And I never had to do the clutch because I was very easy on the car. And, you know, it depends on that, too. You can get, unlike father. Unlike father, that's correct. Yes. yes. Yeah, six speed and... <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i'm surprised that clutch still works but yeah anyway, me too that's another story <laughs> that's his third childhood now he's going through yep and he thinks he's 20 going on 70 something but that's another story that's right but you normally don't replace the clutch components until well into the life of the vehicle yeah if you drive um, it properly right if you beat the snot out of it you're going to be spending Here's another part. If you drive the clutch properly, the thing will last you probably upwards of 100,000 miles. Just trust Easy. trust me from experience. I've been there, done that. And if you beat the snot out of it, you're going to be spending anywhere from five, six, eight hundred thousand dollars $800,000 for a new clutch, just depending on what kind of car it is. And there's another tip. Drive it normal. Drive it mellow. And there's more money in your pockets. There it is. It's true. Now let's move on to the automatic transmission. Automatic transmission and manual transmission, basically they're there to shift the car, make it go forward, 
And instead of having to push your foot down on a clutch pedal and move that little stick from first, second, third, so on and so forth, um, car does it for you. Yeah, it makes it easy. Makes it quite easy. And it still has gears in there and clutches, but as in the name, it is automatic. But what's not automatic, you have to service the transmission. And servicing the transmission entails replacing the gasket, filter, and fluid when the manufacturer, not the dealership, the manufacturer recommends this process. And don't go to one of these cheap, quick change places and have them snake a tube down there and take the fluid out and put the fluid back in. No, you want to do the gasket, filter, and fluid. That's right. It's you like won't... taking a shower with dirty socks. That's right. If you don't replace that filter. That's you just gotta, disgusting. you got to replace that filter. It's just the same thing as changing your engine oil. You wouldn't change your engine oil and not change the filter. It's exactly. the same thing. It traps same all the contaminants. And, and there's little pieces of metal that we yeah. see. Yeah. As it, as, it wear, as it wears, yeah. It's normal wear and tear. Mm-hmm. And that's its purpose. So you need to change out that filter. You know, the other thing, there are a few... Asian vehicles that don't have filters you can exchange. They have incorporated into the transmission, which I don't like. But in that case, you do a total fluid flush and exchange. Right. And, you know, another thing, too, is that when you're doing your transmission, checking the fluid levels in between oil changes, and for whatever reason you're not going to your ASC Blue Seal shop or having an ASC certified technician checking this and it needs to be topped off, you need to have the proper type of automatic transmission fluid in the vehicle. And let me tell you, there are buku formulas out there for all these Asian, domestic, and European automotive manufacturers, and you just can't mix or match. Or then you're going to be coming to see me in a tow truck. That's right. And then we're going to be putting a Jastra transmission in your car. <laughs> so we would. <laughs> Good point. Yes, we would. We'd be putting a Jasper transmission in there. But please, it's extremely important. Either one, the whole bottom line on either transmission, you just need to take care of it. That's right. I ju- Keep just, money in your wallet. Right. And just one other point I wanted to throw in for the few that might want to attempt to check it themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that the car has to be running to check the transmission fluid. And some are in neutral, and some are in drive, and some don't even have dipsticks nowadays. I can think of a few of them right now that don't, and you can't check it. Yeah, like the car I drive, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Yeah. it does not have one. Exactly. So basically you just... So you really have to adhere to that. That's correct manufacturer suggested service interval yeah and can't stress enough yeah you cannot mix and match the fluids like pam said there's Mm -hmm. i'd say probably 10 or 12 or different types of fluids for the different vehicles oh my god don't even don't even go there they they don't make one one fluid fits all anymore it doesn't work like that that they do but they don't so please don't they may look the same. They may have the same reddish color to them, but they do not intermix. Don't no, they even don't. try it. It'd be a very, very expensive lesson that we'd rather have you go on vacation with that money. Buy shoes. That's right. 
accessories for your sports car, something like that. Yeah, if you're trying but to check, yeah, if you're trying to check the, yeah, if you're trying to check the fluid yourself, and the parts guy is trying to sell you, well, yeah, this fluid will work. This fits, you know, several different cars. Mm-mm. That doesn't no. work that way. No, no, no. Go see your ASC Blue Seal shop if there isn't one nearby, and you're fairly close to your the manufacturer's dealership. Call their parts department and ask them what is the specific fluid for your vehicle, and they'll be happy to tell you. Do you think we answered Lewis's question? I think so. I Lewis, think so too. It's not that do- and a little bit more. Yeah, Lewis, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just the rubber wearing out over time. That's all yeah, it is. The quality of the neoprene. That's right. Unfortunately, planned obsolescence. Yep. Like a lot of things nowadays. <laughs> But Peter, thank you again. Well, I appreciate it. I've really enjoyed coming in. I hope between the two of us, we're helping some people with these five emails. And That's the whole plan. If you got more, I'll be more than happy to help out. I've, I've enjoyed this a lot. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us. And uh, thank you out there for tuning in to another episode of Car Care for the Clueless. We'd like again to thank our sponsors, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. associate owned. If you're in need of an engine or transmission, ask for Jasper by name. AC Delco Parts. AC Delco Parts, a high-quality part. They'll never let you down. Ask for AC Delco Parts. And last but not least, Continental Tires. We have Continental Tires in our vehicles, and, you know, they're my mom's. And if mom's not happy, nobody's happy, and she loves her Continental Tires. Again, the whole mission to this radio broadcast is to make you a savvy car care consumer. And I hope we helped out you and Lewis and our other email writers the last couple of episodes. And until next week, take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on her website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.